Tonight's episode with Tom on the show from the Central Belt of Scotland. Tom shares accounts of a multitude of different phenomena through a lifetime of experiences, some of which being nightly visitations from beings or entities from childhood. I know these accounts can sometimes be hard for people to share, so I'd just like to, to say I do appreciate people coming in and giving their accounts, especially as well tonight, for example, Tom. Um, I do appreciate him coming on and sharing his accounts, and we'll just get right into it now, and welcome Tom to the show. So now I've had their interest and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and I suppose once maybe I go back and kind of relate some of the things that have happened, because it does go all the way back to kind of childhood, and kind of all the way through, and it's a mix of just kind of, well, aliens to be honest, and, and just bizarre kind of shit, so I suppose when I, I was writing it all doing like just kind of sitting, and my partner, she was kind of, she had a look at the paper and, and she knows some of the stuff because some of the weird stuff's happened like when she's been there and uh, she doesn't, but she, I suppose where we're at right now is we just didn't engage in it at all and just kind of, everything just gets kind of poo-pooed and we didn't look into it or think about it too much because sometimes when you get in it and you'll think about it too much, almost more shit happens. You just start, you know, it starts to snowball so it's, so suppose we kind of go back all the way to the when I was trying to kind of remember things and kind of write things down in a sort of chronological order and think right. Am I looking for? I'm wanting to go back right back and I'm wanting to kind of start at the beginning. I want to kind of understand how they get to where they are. So when I was kind of looking back at it and thinking right, how did all this start? And I suppose like when I was kind of young, I used to think oh it was all that X Files stuff. Remember when the X Files came? And I, I suppose now when I was open, you know, like nowadays I'll just kind of go, you know, maybe it was just sort of, you know, X-Files pollution in your brain, just kind of all that kind of crap. But when I was thinking about it and actually kind of putting it in that kind of chronological order, the first thing I can remember is, so I live, we live in a farm and we've got the kind of big main farm building and there are other buildings separated by quite a wee bit of distance. So we've got one kind of uh, further out that my granny and grandpa eventually lived in, but before they moved to it, uh, it was just like a kind of old ruined house that they kind of, well, not ruined, but it was kind of rented out, but it needed a lot of work. So my mum and dad, when they were together, they lived in another house on the farm. They split up, and when they split up, they moved, that house that they were in was to get renovated, and my mum and and kind of my family, me and my sister were living it still as part of the divorce and all this kind of whatever. To move when we moved out, we had to move out to allow that to happen. So we moved out to the kind of other house, 
What age were you at this time? Well, I would have been about, I think about eight, because I'm, I'm terrible with memory and kind of deeds and things like that. And, and people's names is just ridiculous. But so I, dates is quite hard. So I'm kind of roughly guesstimating it. I remember kind of getting a watch for my eighth birthday and that being a thing, and I was there. So I remember being there at that garden. But the first kind of thing I can remember that was strange was, and again, it was probably the only one incident when I was there that I can remember. And it just kind of creeps me out now because it was something that kind of came back and I was like, oh, why did that did happen to me? And I would have been about eight and I remember being in, so we were, my sister was sleeping upstairs, my mum was sleeping upstairs and I was like downstairs. And the kind of, the house, that house had a kind of banking on it that went up so that the kind of bottom floor was kind of below the level of the field that was higher up. So there was a window looking out onto the kind of banking which led up to a field. And then if you were upstairs, you'd be looking straight out onto the kind of field thing. So you were almost on a kind of ground floor, kind of slightly lower down. So, and I just remember waking up in my bed and it was like a wee single bed and there was nothing in because we had just moved in and it was only till the kind of work was finished. The room that I was sleeping in was originally like a kind of toy room, but it was supposed to be my room. I do remember getting moved out of that room and it was because it, so when I woke up, I just remember being, it was, I woke up and it was like that kind of really, I don't know, maybe early morning, quite kind of sun, the, no the sun coming up, but the kind of, just that kind of light with, you know, the, the sun's not up, but it's beginning to get light. So there was a wee kind of, a picture kind of window, a wee old fashioned kind of framed window and looking out and just seeing this you know, like what you would kind of think of as your classic, you know, grey alien or something like that, just standing, looking in the window at me. And I could see its whole body and it kind of was just, you know, because it was on the bank, it was on the slight bank. And, and I remember just getting, you know, being really, really frightened and putting my head under the covers and then kind of lifting the covers and no actually seeing it was there. But just knowing it was in the room with me, something was in the room with me, mm. and then that was it. That you know, that was it. I, I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if I went back to sleep. I don't know, you know, if I what actually happened. I just kind of remember it was, but it was just one of these things that was like totally sticks in my mind. This thing sticks in my mind, and I suppose that's what creeps me out because, I, as I say, I used to just think, oh, it was all X-Files or it was all the kind of stuff that I've learned. But that, when I remember that, that was that was something that really stuck out to me. Uh, I mean, I would have been probably like 16, 17 or something like that, maybe with the X-Files or something. I remember, you know, I remember being really scared and asking my mum that I don't want to sleep in that room. That was all I remember. I don't know if I went to sleep again or what happened as a result of that. I did you know. I can't remember anything being particularly off. I just remember my mum kind of making such a big fuss about, right, okay, you can sleep upstairs with your sister. You know, it's it's fine, you can sleep uh, in the same room. So that that happened. So that, I don't know if that must have made me feel better in it or whatever. So the next kind of thing, we moved back into our house uh, after I'd been kind of renovated. And the, the kind of next kind of thing I can start to remember or things that happened was that, um, again, probably, I mean, around about the same age, I would see kind of lights in my room. So I would see like a kind of, 
it just sounds crap. It just sounds really crazy. You just see kind of like almost like a green mist, mm-hmm. but it would like you know it would move, so it would be like it would just. It wasn't even like a ball of light. It would just be. It was just bizarre. It was just really bizarre, and it would come. Yeah, and I always remember like in a. To this day, I sleep with a light on. You know, I mean, I, I didn't sleep in the dark. Can I sleep in the dark, or I can I sleep without noise? And I used to sleep totally covered up, you know, underneath the covers and all wrapped in the covers because I would just see these kind of weird. And they were always kind of green lights. They were never any other colour than green. And it would just kind of, I can't even describe it actually. It would just almost kind of go in. It would, it would be outside the cupboard and then just kind of go into the cupboard and then you would see the light moving through the kind of slats in the cupboard and, and, and stuff like that. And we had, you know, had to kind of cupboard so on this wall and then a cupboard on that wall, and it would kind of go between the two. But those cupboards weren't joined, so there was it was obviously whatever it was was passing through the wall or whatever. So I would see that. I mean, I saw that for it probably was for years. I, I would see that, and I don't know. I was just used to tell myself, and I said, it still might have been. I just think you know I can't do it now. You know, if I'm looking at the, I was just kind of convinced myself. I think when I was younger, I'm looking at the darkness, and that's just some sort of trick of the light that my eyes are playing. And I suppose that's how I kind of got over it or got through it. Whether it was anything or no, I don't know. That's the thing. You tend to rationalise it in your own head to try and um, live with it. The minute you start thinking about being real, it becomes real. That's where we are now. I think that a lot of the stuff that happens, and to be honest, none of the stuff that happens nowadays is as intense as it probably was. You know, some of the other stuff I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, but there are kind of odd things I'll get to that still happen and again that you just that we just didn't want to go into. I mean, my son he sees like shadow people and stuff like that occasionally in the house, and that, uh, to be honest, that doesn't bother me now because you just like fuck up some worse. So I just, so I, I suppose that. I mean, in terms of, I mean, I think I've seen things at the corner of my eye, but I've never had anything like that. That I'll see, like he's actually seen, like figures, you know, like people actually walking down at the bottom of your kind of stairwell. But your stairwell's a bit creepy anyway. So I suppose again, I don't know if a lot of it is, you know, I suppose just want to kind of know, look into it too much or kind of feed into it too much. So we just kind of always kind of go, ah, I'll probably just be. You know, a trick of the light, or it's a bit creepy doing there anyway, so don't worry about it, just ignore it. So, we're always kind of putting these things off. So, I and they, the, the whole concept of that kind of shadow person thing does creep me out because it just, it's, it's just, there's something really wrong about something being totally, you know, dark and black and no, no having any kind of features, and there's something kind of primarily wrong, you know, instinctually. There's, to me, that just seems like, Something completely wrong. It shouldn't exist. You know what I mean? Aye. Um, aye. So, so I suppose kind of going back to the next thing, which is probably the hardest thing for me because I just think it just sounds fucking crazy. Uh, so probably when I was older. So as I said, my mum and dad had split up. My mum had moved out. I moved back. I had moved out with my mum for a wee while and had lived for her and my sister. And then I eventually moved back with my house with my, to uh, my dad, with my dad, and he was now living in the house we had lived in where, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where I'd seen all the kind of so I was back in that room where I had seen the kind of green mist kind of things, bizarre things and, and, and whatever. So I never saw at that point, I can't ever mind seeing it. So I was probably about 16, 17 then. Um, and then I, I, I can't remember when it, how it started or when it started, but it just became really, really regular. And um, again, there's an element of me that wonders if that's some sort of the psychology, you know, that kind of, if there's a psychological component to it. But anyway, so that, that house sits out in the middle of the kind of, in the middle of nowhere. So we are, we're, we're, we're kind of right next to a main road, but at that point it was kind of, a, no, a very frequently used main road. It's probably more widely used now. And it's a big, the house is essentially a big rectangle. And when it got renovated, it was kind of like, there was like two, almost two like living rooms or a living room and a dining room, but what happened when it got renovated, it basically, it got the kind of middle section, it all just got knocked through. So it was one massive long room that ran from one end of the house kind of to the other. And it had like, my dad was at his pool table and all that kind of stuff. So he had the table and up and all that kind of stuff. And we still had tons of room for like the getting couches and telly and all that kind of stuff so but they had the big massive um or still have a big massive kind of what do you call them patio door and then massive and kind of big bay kind of windows so there was like two a bay window and then the big massive kind of double patio door and another bay window and then on the kind of back wall there was a wee kind of small window and then the kind of stairs that went up to kind of the upstairs and I can't remember what room I was in because there was obviously the kitchen as well when I first saw it. But I just remember kind of looking out and it was pitch black outside. I'm assuming I was in the house myself. And just this, and I mean, probably that happened before that. I can't remember when. I, I probably, you know, I can't watch communion and I can't watch, uh, is it Fire in the Sky, that Travis Walton thing, and my pals used to let the piss out me, because I think actually we got tra we got Fire in the Sky, because I used to get kind of videos of my dad on a Monday night and would watch this, and I was terrified by it, totally terrified me. I couldn't even, and I was just like, no, can't eat, can't eat. Back in the days when you rented videos. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You say that to, to them now, and they're like, what's a video? So I, I remember again, I think I saw Communion on the TV and just freaked out and, and it was just like, no, can't watch that, that's just horrific. Still can't have it, you know, or watch it or think about it too much because it's just too creepy. And um, I, so I was, whatever room I was in, I think I was downstairs because I can't ever remember, the, the funny thing was I can't ever remember it happening up the stairs, but when I was, Whatever room, whatever window I was looking at, and we used, I used to switch all the lights on. And I suppose, and I, when I was in, so we had outside lights that kind of flooded the outside of the house. And I just, whatever window I would have been in, I would have looked at, and I just saw this. Again, it wasn't like a grey and it was more like that communion face. It was like the kind of almost skin toned colour. And that's again what makes me think is it some sort of psychological thing? Because I'm just thinking, I would have said the first one I saw when I was at the other house and looking up the bank and it was grey. It was like whether that was a, a kind of product of the light, that kind of really dim kind of light that it was in. I don't know. But when I look, when I was looking out the window, it was it was like a proper 
communion style, and it was just the face, the face and the eyes, and the kind of obviously wee neck. For a while, I never saw the body, uh, and it would happen, and I would just myself, and it would be like that would be it. So it would be like a, I would really no like it and go up the stairs or leave or whatever it was. I mean, I probably wouldn't have left. I probably would have just went up the stairs and turned the telly on and just tried to distract myself. And this went on for like, so I got to the point where I couldn't look out the windows. And it's not that I'm frightened of the dark or going out in the dark because when we were growing up, obviously living in the kind of middle of nowhere, like my pals and I, we used to run about in the dark all the time and, you know, being out in the dark wasn't a problem. It wasn't like a, a kind of freaky or scary thing, and it never bothered me. I mean, I used to walk up and do the roads. My pal was quite a bit away from us, so I would like twenty minute walk up to his house in the dark on the dark roads myself, no bother at all. It wouldn't bother me. So I, it, it, it used to happen whenever I would look out, and it was like I can't. I don't think it happened every single time, but it would just be like I would just look out, and then I would just catch it. And it didn't even. It wasn't as if it was just there. It would like fade in. It would like as if it was pushing it. You know, coming forward to the window to look in. It kind of escalated though to. It escalated to there'd be more like there'd be more than one come forward, and that's when I suppose looking back in it now and knowing what I know now, but that's what creeps me. I just think that's not like a hallucination or. No, I mean, people hallucinate and stuff like that, but it's, you know, there's no way I was having, like, mass hallucinations so so localised and specific to certain times that they weren't occurring at any other time or interfering with my other daily life. And, and there was nothing else, you know, going on at that time. I wasn't ill as a child. I wasn't anything. Sorry to interrupt now, but no. did anybody else, like, in the house, like your sisters or your dad, your mum or anything like that at the time, or in any times of the houses that you stayed in, did you did anybody else experience anything or and maybe in a nature where maybe no a UFO thing, but maybe like either a poltergeist thing or a ghost thing? There was so in that the only other thing, so I mean, like going back to before that to my mum and dad, so when they first got together, they, again, same area, but like a, a different area, they saw like a UFO. So they saw it kind of lifting out of the kind of trees. And my dad's really, really sceptical. Well, he's no sceptical because I know he doesn't believe in, in it, but he doesn't want to talk about it. So that always makes me think about him. You know, we brought I brought it up, like, I saw some weird, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I'll, I'll talk about it in June or July or whatever, when I've, I kind of remember, but I've got the date and doing it. And I, I mentioned it to him and he just didn't want to talk about it. He was just like, nah. Like, I'm not even talking about it, can I just change the subject really quickly? In that house I'm talking about, my mum had, uh, the only thing that she ever kind of said that happened to her was she had the covers pulled off her bed mm-hmm. at night. Uh, so she always kind of thought that was her mum, so her mum had passed away, and for, for some reason she just, I don't know again if it was that kind of, you know, you try to associate with something, you know, you'd want to associate it with. See, that's the thing because a lot of people get, no, I wouldn't say mixed up, but it's like with different kind of forms of phenomena, like you get people who are maybe into ghosts but aren't into UFOs or anything like that, never connect the two things. Some people, because strange things happen in their house, they just connect it to other like spiritual type things, and it, and it might not be that, or it might, it's, I always kind of like go with the, kind of, the whole kind of John Keel thing, with it's, it's, there's some connection with a lot of stuff. 
So, uh, as it, well, it escalated. So I started to see kind of like, so there'd maybe be like one come forward and then there'd be like one come before right beside it. And I just, that just threw me for a loop. So I think it escalated to the point where, and the, the scariest part for that, well, the other thing I'll say, one of the scariest things that's happened to me was uh, at one point I was, so I was walking up the stairs and I don't know if I'd already seen one or two of them or what, but I remember looking out and they were at every window and there was loads of them filling the windows and in the patio windows I could see the whole body so it was like so they were right across that front line of the house and they were just all standing there in a massive and I was just like I don't I absolutely feel sick talking about it now I didn't even know how I coped with it really at the time or how I kind of because it, it just wasn't you know as I say I still can't watch films about it so even thinking about it just totally freaks me out and the thing was this Again, the thing that kind of makes me think it wasn't a hallucination was, so we had kind of lights, as I say, that were outside. So the lights that we had out were those sodium lights, so they were the right yellowy kind of lights. I had actually, it was like an old-fashioned kind of yellow kind of filter that was around the lights, so it was, they were really, really kind of more orangey than, than yellow. So even, so the ones... The ones that were kind of along this bit of the window, it was almost like that colour chart. So you could see, and the ones that were at the patio window where the light was, were, were bathed in that kind of orange light. So it wasn't just like I was, I was imagining or kind of hallucinating a row of, you know, beings standing there looking at me. And I, I mean, I didn't, I remember I, I was on the stairs, going up the stairs at that point to go up the stairs. And whether it's just I've locked it out or I didn't know how I coped with it, I can't really. And I don't think I've ever, I would like to think I've never experienced missing time or anything like that. I could never say that I have. Mm-hmm. It's never occurred to me or, you know, I know that it's part of it. I've never woke up with any weird kind of, you know, marks on me or anything like that. I get a lot of bloody noses and things like that, whether that's related or whether that's part of the whole mythos of TV and sci-fi movies and all. I have no idea. But then it could just be bloody noses. So uh, the weird thing is, though, is we all get bloody noses in this house quite a lot, but then whether that's to do with barometric pressures and all that, who knows? Um, so uh, you start looking at it and, and start kind of, if you try to rationalise things, and you, some, that's where you kind of start to go. Am I just going down a rabbit hole here and taking everything, you know, as you're saying, if you see, if you're looking at ghosts and you're into ghosts, you start seeing everything's ghosts, you know what I mean? It's, uh, so you start thinking, everything's weird or is it just coincidental? When you start to rationalise some things, right, and when it comes to the point where the actual rationalisation sounds just as crazy as, as seeing an alien or seeing a ghost. I mean, yeah. it's like some of the like some of the crazy things that people come out with in, in terms yeah. of like the rationalization there. It's uh, I mean it's yeah. like horrifying that. I'm, I can not imagine like seeing like like that. I mean I was lucky enough not to see a lot of stuff. And when I was writing it down and thinking about it, I was just going, how did I actually, you know, how did I get through seeing that? How did I know think I was crazy? Or, you know, or something really wrong with me to see that. Bye. It was, and it's so, 
stuck in your like your mind and you can I can just see them. I can still see them. Just all standing there, kinda of looking in. So I kinda of, so so past that again I probably I think this was all around about, you know, it probably all happened around about sixteen, seventeen, eighteen kind of thing. Uh, I've been about that age. I think it was like for a period that that happened for quite a big period. So I don't know how it turned. I don't know what turned or how it turned. But I started, I probably it was about that kind of fighting against the kind of fear reaction. I maybe just, whether it was internally or what, just saying this is how I'm going to deal with because I'm not, you know, for whatever. I don't know if it was even a, a rational thought out strategy against it. But I do remember, and like I got to a point where I would, so I'd look out the window and I would see one, and it would do the whole fading in thing, and I would just stare at it back, and it would fade out. It was, and whether I, you know, I used to think, am I pushing it back? Is this so? Is that some sort of psych? You know, again, is it psychological? You know, looking back, am I thinking, is it psychological? You were kind of pushing it back and fading out your mind. I don't know, or or is it about you know? Didn't like the fact that I stopped being frightened of it. That's the thing that I always think as well, and it's funny you saying that. But the whole psychological fear factor here, if it was, if you looked at, let's say for example, like abductions happen and it happened for some type of reason, why the day in it, right? You've got the whole scenario about like DNA and hybridization and all that kind of stuff and, and things like that, right? And but then you get to the point where thinking, right? Well, you could easily. I need to strive somebody to a certain degree where, like, if, if you're that far advanced, like, why? Like, because, like, a lot of the experiences that, that people have when they're younger, they're not pleasant. And it's like, it's almost like, like, are they feeding in fear or something? I don't know. It's like, you, when you hear some some accounts that, that people have and you do, it's, it's almost like, it's like these things are feeding in fear. So... I think, and I can remember it turned, and I would see that, I can remember seeing them for quite a, a good couple of times after that at the windows. I remember probably the last time was definitely <clears throat> the kitchen window, so in that house's kitchen window. And again, definitely into that kind of fear thing, just about, you know, seeing it, and it just kind of began to fade in, and we just been like, so, just not, and so, and just so it pushed back, so it faded back, and I, and I and, you know, I, I mean, I've tried it now. I still try it every, every now and again, looking out, especially, I mean, where we are now, we're still, we're in a, a different house. We're in the farmhouse now, eh, but it's still dark at night. I mean, if you look at the windows up here at night, it's pitch black unless there's got this. So, I mean, occasionally I will, you know, chance it if I'm feeling brave and just kind of look out and kind of see, you know, is anything going to fade in and nothing ever has. Right. You know, thank God, to be honest. Um, so, other, so I think in between that, just to kind of keep it in an order, I suppose there was one night again, I've never seen it, like I'm, I was into astronomy for years and stuff like that. I, I, I kind of go to telescope and all this kind of stuff and really into it and still am kind of to the degree. I've not got a telescope training, but I still love to go outside at night and kind of go for a long walk and just kind of look at the stars and stuff like that. So, um, never seen any kind of UFO as far as I'm aware. Seen some odd stuff, but stuff, well, apart from the thing that I maybe saw recently, which might have been something, I don't know. Um, 
But one night I was in my room and again it was in that, so it was back in the house where I grew up. I was still staying with my dad. And there's a big huge tree outside our kind of, so outside our window and the only the only kind of weird thing light-wise that I think could have been something along the lines of UFO was just these three lights zoomed past, you know, on a quite a kind of, what would have been a steep trajectory, say it properly, um, kind of going past my window really late at night, like I was, I'd woken up, and I was getting up to get a drink or something like that, and I just remember being totally freaked, <laughs> just going like, no, I didn't just see that, because you would see lights going down past that road, you know, like as I said, we were right next to kind of main road, because obviously if cars are coming up, you would get lights in the room occasionally with cars coming up because of the headlights, and then obviously you'd see the red lights going down the road and or if they were, when they were breaking, when they were getting to the wee kind of corner. But these were green. These were like kind of like neon-y, three neon spaced out green lights mm-hmm. that just kind of went. And my impression of it was that it was that they were, they were, you know, I've heard the folk talking about orbs. I've never seen an orb as far as I'm aware. I thought that, you know, I was attached to something. So that that was the only kind of other weird thing. And then probably other things that happened in that house, which I don't know are attached, would have been things like, oh, just, again, it was probably, I, I heard it on a, oh God, I don't even remember what the name of the TV show is, and they were talking about it. But I remember, I don't know, we went, I went outside one night, and as I say, I was walking down the road, I just about got to, and there was always a kind of bit outside. It was like just before I got to my house, but there was a wee kind of, a, a kind of um, wee river, a wee stream that ran past the house, and there's trees, and that was always a really creepy bit. I don't know why or, or for whatever particular reason. And I have to admit, I would never sleep in woods. I don't know why, but I just I mean, the whole concept of that creeps me. Out. But um, hearing a baby cry. You know, like proper, like a baby, baby, you know, crying and screaming. Mm-hmm. You know, I've grew up in the country all my life. So, so I was outside, so I was just about to get into the house and this baby, because that's what it sounded like, was a baby screaming its head off as if it was out there somewhere. You know, I've heard cats, I've heard foxes, I know all the kind of noises. I've only ever, you know, I've lived in the country all my life. I've lived down in London for a wee while where we had loads of foxes because somebody once told me it was a fox and I was like, well, I used to hear them screaming all the time when I lived down in... I've never heard anything make this noise. And the second, and again, I just, I think I was in the, coming back to the house myself and I just remember being really, really creeped out and just thinking, that's no right, and totally gone through this dilemma. Do I phone the police or do I know? Mm-hmm. And then I suppose at that point, I just kind of, again, rationalised and says, there's no way it's that somebody's baby's been left out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's quite clearly just a, an animal or something like that. So, or a fo- I, I suppose I rationalised it as a fox. Having heard foxes, like, I mean, we've got loads of foxes that, that go about here. The second time I heard it, my dad was in the house and I got him and I was like, you have to come and hear this, you have to come and hear this. And he's like, fuck, okay. But again, he's just like, ah, it'll just, be an, it'll just be a fox or something. I was like, have you ever heard a fox make that noise? Mm-hmm. And I've never, ever heard that again. I've never, ever heard that again. And it was in a, 
it was in something we had watched some bloody program or something like that that was on not long ago. Hellier or something. Have you seen that? Aye. Aye. And they talk about hearing the baby cry. Well, uh, my blood went cold when I heard that. My blood it's... totally went cold. That creeped, that really went we, I had to stop watching it after that because I was just like, that's no, it's, that's no right. It's always kind of linked with stories to TV, um, Sasquatch type things and orbs and all that kind of stuff. It's almost yeah. like trying to call something into the woods. It's kind of like a mixture of the, the kind of, the, the Willie the Wisp thing, they're trying to, we, can you get somebody to come into the woods of the jack-o'-lantern, but then you get the, there's there's that along with it. And that's like a story, it goes, it goes, it goes well back. And I suppose, you know, for years and had an interest in it for years. And again, I always think, listen to it, there's always that element of, you know, I could, I could be sitting here making it up, just do everything I've heard. And I suppose that's another reason I didn't want to, I didn't really want to talk to anybody about it. Because a lot of, you know, people that know me and know me well know I've got an interest in it and, and would say, oh, well, that's maybe just, well, anybody that knows me well would know I wouldn't mean like, oh, it was it was mental. It was mental. I mean, it was neat. It, it was a really. I suppose it was actually, you know, then, as I say, it wasn't that was quite creepy at the time. But it was like well, it's maybe just that kind of, you know, it's always stuck with me that because it's if you hear a baby crying, you know, it it, it didn't sound like an animal. You know, I'd heard foxes. I'd I'd heard cats because we have cats in the farm, and. You know, they make noises and, and stuff like that. But this was like a baby crying for quite a considerable period of time. Aye. Uh, to, and, you know, you're really... And it does do that internal thing. You know, God knows what it would have been like at the time, because I probably would have been, like, storming out with my torch. Because there's that internal kind of, you know, part of you just gone, a child out there somewhere. Aye. It's, it's heightened when you're a parent. But at that age, I, I probably just rationalised it away and thought... Now that's creepy as fuck. I'm not going anywhere near, near it, you know what I mean? So, as other thing, I mean, I, again, the creepiest thing about that was having it occur in that program and then going, oh no, that, 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 that happened to me. That is, that's bizarre, you know, and then kind of, that was more creepy having somebody, hearing that somebody else has heard that. Right. And, and and you know what it might have meant for them, and and what, and I was just like, no, that's creepy. So, I it's worse now. But other things that happened in that house, as I, I, I mean, probably jumping on it. Probably, I think what happened was it kind of got quite settled. As a, I don't know, probably got into girls and all that kind of stuff. So it was girlfriends and all that kind of stuff. Mm became more interested in kind of thinking about or trying to freak myself out looking out bloody windies and seeing things. So <laughs> so whatever happened, I don't know, you just focus shifts or something. And then uh, weird things happened. So my, my dad remarried and he, the house had like a kind of barn, so he converted the barn into a kind of wee mini flat. So it was actually not too bad. I had like a whole kind of kitchen and, and, and a living room, stroke bedroom and all that kind of stuff. So when I moved into that, kind of moved into that, things happened in there. Uh, a couple of things happened in there. So when I was with one particular girlfriend, I would go down and we'd drive down the kind of back roads and drop her off at her house and come back up at night. 
and we had this old one of the kind of floodlights that had been. I mean, I hadn't used it since my mum was in the house. You know, it didn't hardly work since my mum had been in the house. It hadn't been taken down. I was just on the phone to the girlfriend, and it was like, oh, you know, give us a one ringer or give us a phone when you get back up the road to let me know you're all right. And I was just on the phone, and again, what it was, it could maybe not related at all. But this light just totally lit up. You know, I didn't even know there was a bulb still in it. This light just lit up really, really bright and then faded out. And I was like, what? Oh, that is creepy. You know, that's quite creepy. So that, again, it could have just been, I don't know, again, you rationalise that you think kinetic electricity or some something in the atmosphere uh, affecting it. And, and again, that never, ever happened again. Another thing, I had that same girlfriend were in, in bed at night listening to music or whatever, had the music on, and it was just like this massive burst of static came over the radio mm-hmm. and totally wiped out the music and was really, really loud and then just cut out. And then the music came back on. Never, ever happened with that whole stereo system beforehand. Never happened again. Nothing else happened that night, as far as I'm aware, that was weird or anything like that. Again, it could have just been electrical. But again, these things just kind of stand out in your head as, like, and that's just quite strange. So it's flat up with that girlfriend. Uh, I went and hot. So this is probably the really... Cheapest or, or the scariest thing that happened to me and really kind of creeped me out. Mm-hmm. Probably far worse than the, the line of, you know, communion grey alien, you know, the aliens standing looking at me. So, believe it, well, slab with a girlfriend, me and a pal, I mean, I'm, again, I suppose I've got to qualify it by, so we went on holiday course, mm-hmm. me and my pal went on holiday course, I'm not a massive drinker, I'm a bit of Always been, I like a drink, I can have a good blowout, but like a canny day on consecutive nights, that's just all me. <laughs> so I'm just, well, I've never been able to do it. I can do it one night, but after that, I need to recover. I just can't. So, again, and it wasn't that kind of holiday, to be honest. The two of us were kind of, I mean, I must have been in kind of early 20s, 21, 19, 21, 20, something like that. In course, uh, my pal was out trying to chat up this lassie, so he, he was away doing the in the bar or whatever. There was these two kind of lassies for London that had been there. We had been out, we hadn't been drinking that day, we had just been out, we'd hired a car, so I, he couldn't drive, but I could drive, so we'd hired a car and we'd been in course and all that kind of stuff. And it'd been a real long day, and I was just so we'd sat down. I mean, I'm not saying I never had a drink. Mm-hmm. Probably did have a drink at the bar or whatever. Went to bed, and so I was lying on my front in this bed, and it was obviously it was like a two single beds. I was lying on the front of my bed, on my front in the bed, and I just saw this leg, this again flesh-coloured thing with big hairs sticking out it, like let like. Like you see on the kind of picture of a, a fly, mm-hmm. and it was like the the leg had like claws on the like three claws on the end of it, and it was just so. When I woke up, that was what was you know I woke up like that, and that was what was in my vision was this fleshy leg with hairs protruding out of it, and I just whipped round in my bed, and this grey alien or or fleshy coloured alien 
like you know how they talk about that mantis thing that that was what was straddled doing my bed it had its leg on my bed its other legs its other part you know the back of the body was on the tiled floor there was another one standing at the bottom of my bed it was just to, to be honest i couldn't quite see i could see the proper you know like communion style one obviously you know i could see the, the arms and it was just standing there looking at me mm-hmm. but this Sun, really sun, like total, you know, again, but fleshy coloured, fleshy coloured kind of skin on it. And when I turned around, and I just, obviously, as I turned around to kind of look around, I saw a clock, you know, so I'm lying kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm lying like that or whatever. I'm looking at the leg. I'm like, what the f-? I kind of turned around and looked down and just see the one standing at the bottom of my bed. And by the time I kind of come around, I can't really see what the... You know, I could see almost like the leg going up. Mm-hmm. So it was like an articulated kind of leg that I could see. And by the time I kind of got around to see what the what the kind of the thing was on, on top of me. Do you think you're still in the room? I was definitely in the room because I, I was in my bed. And I could, as I say, I could see like, so I was still in my bed. I was still, I mean... I could see the wall, you know, the white walls and all that kind of stuff. I could see the white cover, the white sheets and everything. I was definitely in my bed. This thing had its, you know, because it was pushing into the pillow. The, the the claws were kind of pushing down into the pillow. In terms of claws, what was it was it like? Did you can you see the three? So it was three, but I couldn't see. I could tell there was three because, well, I'm assuming there was three, to be honest, because it was like you could see almost like the two that was on this side, so I'd imagine it to be three. So there was kind of like, but they were, weren't they like claw claws? They were just like, they were still fleshy coloured. I wouldn't have said they were appendages, but they were just like nubs, almost, you know, like almost kind of nubs. And again, they were kind of pushing down into the kind of pillow. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I didn't really take that. You know, they weren't like claw claw, nappy claws as such, but or three nubs or three ends or something like that. Pushing down into the pillow, and obviously, I, I mean, the detail of I can still vividly see the the black hairs, mm-hmm. you know, like sticking out of this thing. Was the kind of arm and the claw the same color as the leg? Aye, it was all it was all fleshy colors. The only thing that was, I mean, but the hairs were black. The hairs were like black <laughs> and and very and and almost like they were longer, almost than a kind of line on the inside of its legs, so they were almost as if the kind of hairs were slightly bigger on the kind of the, the inside of its... Did you see his face? Well, that's what I'm kind of getting to. As I, so as I turned, as I say, kind of could see up that, but then obviously I was drawn to the one at the bottom of the bed, and I, I, I was still there because it was, you know, I could see the door, I could, so when I'm kind of turning, I'm kind of looking up, but also kind of scanning the room and see this thing at the bottom of the bed, this communion-style alien at the bottom of the bed. This mantis thing, or whatever you know, again, but it had it, it was like a great, you know, it was that alien, it was a communion face, mm-hmm. but it, it, it lowered its face right down into me, and I just went to sleep. That you know, I went, I just went right back to sleep. I fell asleep, I didn't scream, I didn't, I didn't feel paralyzed at all. It just the minute I what. The minute I realised or knew I woke up or whatever, it didn't give me any time to react because I, I had, as I say, I turned round, you know, and it was just, it lowered, 
and it almost kind of like it had movement to it. It wasn't like a fluid, you know, almost kind of like wobbled slightly as if it was kind of. I don't know if there was a slight like, wobble to it as if it was lower and it's like any kind of bouncing at the same time. Aye, aye, I mean that's and that's what kind of and aye. So so I, and I just remember waking up and but again so these things like I have dream you know you have dreams and you know you're having a dream mm-hmm. you know I, I I dream and I dream in color and I, I and I can remember my dreams and quite often by the end of my dreams I'll kind of realize I'm in a dream. And, and I'm like, all oh, right, okay, this is quite nice. I'm enjoying the dream, whatever. This wasn't like having a dream, you know. This wasn't like this. This wasn't a dream. This was fully awake, taking in the details, feeling awake. You know, it didn't feel like a dream at all. And I've never ever had a dream that's felt like you know, like you're awake. You know, this was waking up and being awake and seeing something. And this thing just lowered its face. And I didn't hear a voice, you know, talk about, oh, I hear that voice saying sleep, or you hear something, you know, I've never heard any kind of telepathic community. I would say, I don't know, I'd like to think I've got quite a strong intuition for things, I can sense when things are off. Mm-hmm. So quite often we went through a period around about the farm where you would kind of be a bit feeling like things were off outside, or there was something outside and it was a bit off, but again, whether that was a feeling but say the same so she would say she would get that feeling as well that something was just and we've not had that for years you know that's never happened for years where you kind of go outside and feel that but i've never ever and i've never had any kind of telepathic thing or kind of you know going back to the kind of mantis thing so johnny jump about there i just just have to ask that because it just because it was sprung in mind i was about to forget it how many were in the room at the time? So the mantis thing was there, and was just one other one, or was it, or how many? Like, there was another one at the bottom of the bed. So there was two, and obviously, but they were completely different. You know, like that these thing, and then a normal or a kind of communion style. You know, with that, I suppose that when I'm saying the kind of grey, so because folks say greys, and then you think they've got grey skin, but these like the only thing I've ever seen with grey skin, or that slightly looked like grey skin was that initial one that I would have seen and it looked kind of greyish, but whether, as I say, that was to do with the light. The other thing I wonder is, is, you know, again, when I'm looking back on it, is that because, um, you know, when I was younger, that's what I understood. And, you know, had I seen a picture that was grey alien and it was it maybe because I've seen the communion aliens since then, I always see them as being skin coloured. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of, I wonder about that, I think about that. The thing about the kind of mantis thing, I don't think I'd ever heard about mantis ones at that point. I, I, I maybe did. I can't say for sure. I wouldn't have said it was a mantis. I would have just said it was almost, you know, the legs were insectoids because it didn't oh, yeah. have mandibles. It wasn't like a, a man, what I would have said a mantis would have looked like. This was insectoid almost. It had, you know, the, the leg and that's that the one leg that I saw the articulation because it was almost as if it did not give me a chance to do anything else. Once I turned around, it was like, you know, that kind of wobbled down into my face and I was out. And then I woke up and I shit myself, jumped out of the bed, got my clothes on and ran down to the bar and had to kind of totally be normal and try and just, oh, I woke up, I had a bad dream and, and I just kind of, I hadn't had a bad dream, I, you know, as far as I was concerned. And I said, so, but the bar- bizarre thing is, my pal was sitting down, so he, so our balcony 
he was basically right down below my, you know, below where I was sleeping. So if something bizarre was happening, you know, why the f*** would you know I've seen it? Mm-hmm. You know, why would you? So, and then the really creepy thing, at, well, know that that's creepy. So when I was in the bar the next again day, there was all, the, on, on the telly came up this thing about UFOs being sighted. So that creeps me. I was, and I, I don't know exactly where where it was seen because it was on Greek. It was there. Our man was watching their kind of early morning news program or something, and that just freaked me because I was just like, "Did you tell your mate?" Oh, because he no. just would. He was there like, like, I've got a really close pal who I've told all this stuff to, which you know that kind of way. But the pal that was me, I knew quite well, but it was like they probably would have just laughed at me and not right. on board, and I just thought. I think as well, because you're on holiday, because it was really easy to kind of for, for just try and forget about it, as well as because you want to forget about it. Mm-hmm. You didn't really want to. But that so vividly is seared into my brain that the seeing the aliens all at the Windies and then having that happen to me has been seared into my brain for years. Mm-hmm. And I've told folk about it occasionally, like obviously my partner knows about it, but she doesn't really know what to say about it. And, I, you know, I didn't know what to say about it either. But it's one of these things I will never, ever, ever forget. And just think it's totally, totally mental to happen. Um, and I suppose that's why I didn't really want to kind of talk about, especially in my job. That Somebody would quite easily say, actually, what you, that is totally. So since then, there's been, there has been nothing else that I think related to, you know, I suppose where I'm at now and having, you know, listened to stuff and read stuff and all that kind of thing is, you know, I've never seen a UFO. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything in the sky that, you know, apart from recently, I suppose most recently. So again, during the, uh, the only thing that is probably related in relation to a potential UFO, again, here at the farmhouse, we just saw, I, I can't remember, I think I sent you the date or whenever it was, I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. offhand. I've got it written down on my phone. My son and I were sitting, and uh, again, it was just like, so we were upstairs, it was a really bright kind of night, it was it was really blue sky, and uh, I just saw this kind of, you know, like white light kind of blink, really kind of slowly, well, not as fast as that, but quite slowly, and I was like, oh, right, go and get, and I didn't assume it was anything weird, I just assumed it was something I couldn't see. Now, we're on the flight path, I mean, I know what all the planes and everything look like, because mm-hmm. I've looked at them for years and so anything that kind of takes my eye I think over oh, well, that I know kind of quite quickly that's a bit odd mm-hmm. so I thought well that's a bit odd but I wasn't thinking anything so I managed to your binoculars were being away so I had to go and get him and get the binoculars he, he ran because I've always got them up the stairs just to kind of have a look because we've right. got a green view right across the fourth road bridges and we can see a massive chunk of the kind of sky so well, I always kind of get the binoculars out and have a wee look and see what's going on. Again, just maybe nosy. But, um, aye, and it was just, again, so I eventually got the binoculars and I found it, and it was the, the weirdest thing I've ever seen in terms of kind of objects in the sky. And as I say, I've been at astronomy, you know, I know what satellites look like at night. I mean, it wasn't even dark, so it couldn't have been a satellite for a start. Mm-hmm. I know you could sometimes see the ISS and uh, if it's kind of dusk and things like that coming out. So when I looked through the binoculars, it was almost like 
it was it was almost as if it was something that was rotating, and that's when whenever it rotated, it would catch it would either catch the light, but it didn't again. It wasn't like reflected light. Mm-hmm. It was just like a pulse of light surrounding it, which was weird. So it was oh. so it came across to the east and went west. Right. Okay. So again. I mean, it would have been it definitely would have been on the flight path between you know heading into Glasgow or something like that. Had it been a plane, but again, if it had been a plane, I would have recognised. What call did you think it was? So the weird thing about it was, I'm going to kind of explain this. Like, it faded out. It was like a kind of almost rectangular bottom that looked slightly metallic-y. I could just tell it was a kind of grey. When I had the binoculars on it, because it took me a wee while to find it, because it, it wasn't going fast, it was just going at a nice steady speed, a steady rate, and eventually once I found it, so this kind of, you know, it looked metallic-y for the bottom, or kind of grey, or what I assume would be metallic, because it's up in the air, it must be some sort of thing, so I'm assuming it's metallic, but the, the solidity, you know, what was solid to it, Faded, so the top of whatever it was seemed to fade into nothing. Seemed to fade into either invisibility or nothingness. You couldn't even—I couldn't even make out any detail as such as to what it was. But what it did—the the weirdest thing about it was—it had like a at one point just before it kind of disappeared or kind of went out of view. There was a kind of arc of really, really like I don't know if you've ever seen like the plasma experiments that they do in physics. Oh, yeah. There was an arc of really kind of that kind of purpley, ready plasma-like light shoot for kind of the bottom to the top of it mm-hmm. on a vertical. So imagine it was like the rectangle. So this rectangle, there was a kind of so the the rectangle was there. The tops kind of faded out and in the sky or whatever it is. You can just see this kind of solid sort of kind of grey bottom of a rectangle. And on this line, there was a kind of arc, a kind of what we can only do, really, really kind of plasma purpley kind of ready light shoot from the bottom to the top, remain in a sort of kind of solid bar. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, you know, you could see like the light intensify within it. It never went out. And then it just kind of zipped to the bottom, zipped to the top, and the whole thing just, that was it. It kind of faded out. And I was just like, yeah, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That was 2020? Or was it this year? That was this year, and I'll get, I'll find it now. Because I, I noted it didn't, because my son tried to take a picture of it with his phone, but I was like, there's no way, you know, because I'm like barely seeing it with the binoculars, no way with his iPhone he'd be able to see it. Um, I think I did send it to you in the message, I think, about the kind of asking you. If, I think it was June... Aye, so it was the, 20, uh, the 29th of June and it was at six minutes past seven because he tried to take the picture. I couldn't mind when it was. This was daylight then? It was daylight, aye. So that's what was weird about it. So because obviously so the, the sun sets in the west, so aye. my initial kind of thought of that kind of arc of kind of light uh, was is that something to do with the sun catching some sort of metallic object but this aye it didn't make sense that, 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 that so that's the only kind of weird thing i've seen in this other things that happened in the house down there as i say when, when my dad had a fire we moved out and when we came back um when we came back into the house when i moved back in the house as i see had another girlfriend moved back into the house 
had a couple of instances where I woke up one night and somebody, I think I might have been dreaming that one, I woke up and it sounded as if somebody, and again, I'd woken up in the middle of the night, pitch black, which isn't normal for me, so I think what happened was the telly, the, the telly, the telly had went kind of like cut off or something like that, and it was as if somebody had screamed, and it was like you could still hear the kind of reverberation of this. I think I might have been dreaming that, I'm not sure, because I, I, I can't really place that, but it was quite a scary kind of thing. The other really weird thing that happened to me and that I didn't like, that's probably more linked to really kind of freaky stuff, was when I'd be, I, I still with a girlfriend, we would hear kind of noises like growling at night mm-hmm. and kind of like kind of things. And I think, to be honest, that some, my kind of impression is that something had kind of come in when we were outside the house, you know, when we had been out for so long, then my kind of feeling was something had moved in a wee bit, you know, when we were in the house and didn't like the fact that we were back in because we had a good couple of nights when you would hear this kind of mumbling and kind of growling and I'd I'd never, I'd stayed there for a good number of years before that and I'd never heard a thing. Did you think it was internal, the noise? Ah, it was in the room, it was in the room. So we, at one point, because we had a dog, I had a dog at that point, and we just told ourselves it was him, I suppose, to kind of get over it. We would hear it, and I would hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, we had that dog for a long time, and he never, you know, he slept with us, you know, in our room for the whole length of time. We had him, even when we moved up here, he still slept in our, our room on, in his kind of basket. And it never, ever happened. I jumped up out of my bed one night and just went, Vag. Because I, I, we had the lux windows in that, in that kind of, in the wee flat. Mm-hmm. And we heard this just growl kind of thing. And I, I jumped out of the bed into the middle of the floor, ready to take on whatever this thing was. And I just, it was lying in the bed, but the, the moon was out and the lux windows. And when I turned around to look at her in the kind of days and that kind of heightened state, it kind of, you know, readiness to fight. Um, she was just bathed in pure white because of the because of the moon being out. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at her, I just saw this pure white thing, this pure white face staring back at me from my bed. And I launched towards her. And she went, "It's me!" And I and I stopped myself before I attacked her or did whatever the hell I thought I was going to do. I don't know. Um, and it seemed to be, and I don't know if that was related to it, but it seemed to be, you know, and I never, after that, I don't know if, again, I don't know what it was. Apart from hearing funny dreams and stuff like that, you ever wake up and you feel you have no sleep? Uh, aye, once, that happened to me once, when I had moved out before, before all the kind of stuff about seeing, you know, these alien things at the window or whatever. Uh, and obviously the thing in course. When I had moved down with mum, when I moved out with my mum, she moved in into the town and I moved out for her with her for a wee while. Uh, I, I slept, well, she had got me up in the morning. So I was like, I woke up in the morning. Again, I was a teenager though, I was at high school. And to be honest, I kind of put that down more to that. Right. So she came into me one morning and she woke me up and said, right, you've gone, gone to school. And uh, although we had, we had, the odd weird thing happened in that house too, right enough, the, she woke come up and woke me up and she says, right, you're getting up for school. And I was like, aye. And I fell back asleep. And then she came back in the room and was going absolutely apeshit at me. And I was like, what the f*** am I doing? What's the problem? She's like, it's three o'clock. 
Mm-hmm. And I'd slept the whole day. So I'd slept for like, oh, you know, in the morning. I, I've never ever done anything like that unless I've not been well or something like that. And I wasn't mm-hmm. unwell. So that's it. But again, I think that's, you know, I put that down to being near a kind of teenager, possibly. And who knows? My mum would hear kind of, she would, she came into my room one night and said she heard music in that house. And she kind of was like, oh, do you hear music? Are you playing music or something like that? And I was like, no. Nah. But she says, it's coming for your room. And I was like, I, I did listen to the radio, but there was maybe, it was like talk radio at that point. So I'd always listen to kind of like talk radio at night. And again, it was about that kind of having someone in the room to kind of be, to no be fear, you know what I mean? Aye, aye. Um, Couple of questions, well, mainly. What do, what do you think it is and what do you think they're doing? So I suppose, I do have views on that. I, I do think that um, when I was younger, obviously, and seeing them, I thought they were aliens. I thought I was going to be abducted and that's, they were coming to abduct me and take me away in a spaceship or some shit like that and do whatever. And I didn't want that and that terrified me. So I think that's what fueled the whole, mm-hmm. you know, can I deal with this or whatever. So no think about it. And, and to be honest, the fact, like, I would love to see a UFO, but it would also terrify me and I wouldn't want to see it. And that's what, you know, like, as soon as I see a real UFO or think I've actually seen, like, a flying saucer, I'm out of here. Because <laughs> I can't handle that. I wouldn't want anything to do with it. Um, but I'd still, there's that part of you, would love to see it. But I think the more I've kind of learned about all the weird shit that's happened and think about all the weird shit that's happened to me, like we still get things like we've had doors open here, but like handles go down and doors open to let people out and there's been nobody, you know, like. My sister was here once and her, the door handle went down and the door opened and she just kind of walked out and we've had other things where door handles would go down and people, like when we first moved in here, I had the very first night we were in this house, we had kind of people, we had, well, I heard somebody walk from the window out, the, out of the kind of room, you know, out of our room and could hear every step they made on the carpet. So there's really kind of a lot of kind of weird spooky stuff in terms of what some people might just say as ghosts. The more I learn about it, I think that it is, I think there's, I think it's more that kind of John Keel stuff. For me, it's, if you think about all the kind of UFOs, like people didn't start, you know, when, when one person starts seeing flying saucers, then everybody starts seeing flying saucers. When, when it changed to kind of being black triangles, everybody started to see black triangles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because whatever it is, they are, you know, it could be, you know, I don't think it's fairies. I think it's some, my kind of personal feeling is that it's, it is something other that is par- partially created and manipulated and molded by us, but it has an intelligence. So what, Whatever that intelligence is, we mould it and shape it when we see it. And, and you know, it can come to us and it can show us, it can, you know, either we can, I don't know, handle it or process it or whatever. But whatever this intelligence is or this other thing is, whether it's extra dimensional beings, whether it's just some sort of kind of collective energy field that's got some sort of kind of intelligence, I don't who knows. But whenever we experience it, we see it through the lens that we create because it's, you know, whether it's, you know, 
I'll, I'll be fascinated with Bigfoot as well, or like you know, like you know, started watching like a film when I was really young, Sasquatch, you know, some Sasquatch thing, and it was about an abominable snowman or something like that. Mm-hmm. But all the stories now have kind of, you know, it's not just about like people seeing Sasquatch; it's about Sasquatch having telepathy and Sasquatch disappearing and Sasquatch and UFOs and Sasquatch and you know, Dogman. I kind of get my heat dog Dogman. You know, I think. That, to me, it makes more logical sense that these things are somehow processed by us. It's whatever we put on it, and that's what it becomes. That's what it, we see is whatever we it either reads our minds, or it's you know it's, it takes some part of us, or if we our brains filter it in a certain way, and that's how it's either you know I don't I, there is that whole trickster element to it though that freaks me out because. If it is intelligent, what you know, I don't know what it's doing or what it wants. Or the longer it goes on, the less I think that it's as bad as such. You know, because nothing's ever happened to me that's been really apart from seeing those things, which were pretty freaky and pretty horrific. You know, horrible looking back on and thinking, how the f- did you deal with that? But I could handle that. Nothing ever really kind of nothing ever hurt me, or nothing ever really kind of. You know, I've never had anything happen to me that, like, I didn't, but you know, like, why do loads of Americans see demons? Well, because they all kind of, you know, and why do they get hurt? Is it because that's what's part of their, you know, they create it, they they allow themselves to be hurt, they allow because they have these demons, or, you know, what I mean, it's that kind of part of that. The power of placebo. So in, in in medicine, you know, the power of placebo, you can give somebody a sugar pill and tell them it's going to heal, you know, this in their, their brain. So if you think, if somebody thinks they're experiencing a demon and it's going to hurt them and they actually get hurt through the process of seeing it or witnessing it or being in its presence, how much is it that, how much is it your brain that's filtered that? Or is it actually that thing? Because I didn't believe in demons personally. Well, obviously it's there, but the mind's interpreting certain things, but then you get multiple witnesses seeing the same thing and they're all interpreting the same kind of thing. But Then you also get that thing where people will report seeing, you know, there'll be people standing there and no seeing anything or... We can't interpret everything, we can't see everything. So it's like, um, it's like we can only see the movie that's playing in front of your eyes, but there's nothing else inside the movie theatre that you can't see. And yeah. you, these things can interact with you, but on some level you can interact with that. And then when you, when you look at things where you get things where people dabble, dabble in ritualistic magic and all that kind of stuff, that's like hacking it. To me, when you actually take a broad spec and look at that kind of stuff overview, it it looks like a program. It can be. I'm not saying it's. I'm not. I'm not a, a great believer in the whole kind of simulation theory and all that. I'm not into that, right? But when you look at the things where, like ritualistic magic or other things that people can do, or through meditation and all that kind of thing, like this, that that kind of seems to hack it. Again, it's like hacking it for some reason, or hacking hacking an access to it, or hacking a doorway to it, or or hacking a communication way, or that, that's what I can see it as when you look at it, get it that way, and it's it's mad. But when you get the whole thing where, like the whole abduction scenario, and it's it's hard to fathom. Even if you looked at it in the whole kind of sense where, like, is it interdimensional, and or even if it is like aliens, what they're doing, right? And you you look at the whole kind of DNA thing in the thing, like why are they going through generations. Or is it happening to everybody and only people, some people perceive it? There's too many questions don't have answers, obviously. You know what I mean? But 
I think maybe when the whole kind of initial Canadian introduction thing came out, and that you know the we've moved on that much where kind of science or in you know all around about genetics and things like that, it'd be far easier, you know, if they were, you know, fair enough if they're no involved with the government. I mean, I, I would love like I'm a big Trekkie fan and stuff like that. I would love for the fact that I'd love nothing more than if they came down and spoke to everybody and not just visited me. We would go out into the stars and explore and all that kind of shit. That would be fantastic. But the whole kind of concept of them travelling all this way, you know, so I hope they are out there, but the whole concept of them travelling all this way, you know, why continue it? Because to be honest, you know, that you'd only need a few samples. And- My argument as well, how much DNA do you need? People were saying like the DNA collection thing and, and all that. Well, if your technology is that advanced, you wouldn't need as much DNA as that. You wouldn't need people to harvest like loads of fetuses and all that kind of stuff. Your technology would be that far advanced. You could just basically can. But then, then there's other things you think they will as well. Like if they're like they know this thing of generation to generation and generation to generation. It's not a DNA collection thing. I mean, it's manipulating DNA for something. If they are, if if you go doing that theory where it's something for somewhere is manipulating us for some reason, right? And dancing, oh. and, and it's no a case of a collection thing. It's like, it's a given thing to do something. I mean, I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what the end goal game is, you know what I mean? Suppose for me, looking back on it and thinking about it, you know, I mean, another another thing that happened in, in the kind of, was in that flat was, a woke, again, the thing I didn't like about it was that whole kind of going back to sleep thing. So I woke up in the middle of the night, my telly was on, I was, Totally awake because the the TV program that I was watching at the time, you know, it was a video I think I'd put on repeat or whatever at the time. You know, I looked at that, saw that, but then when I looked at it at the bottom of my bed, so I, I we had I had a patio window in my kind of e granny flat thing at the side of the house too, and the the big green covers that we had here that were all pushed up as if something was it, but it was black. I couldn't see what it was. It was just a blackness. And I turned around and I looked at it and I saw this blackness pushing, you know, filling the covers or, or, or pushing the, no, the covers, the curtains up and obviously being within that coming and then just turning around and going back to sleep. And that creeps me out because I just think that's totally wrong. But I suppose what we're, to go back to what we were talking about, my general feeling on it is, and I think that, um, is just looking back at it and what happened to me and seeing what I saw. The thing, the reason that I don't necessarily like it and want anything to do with it really is because I think, for a start, just the stuff we're talking about, so folk that are into ritualized magic and demons and all that thing, I think there is a component within us that, that has an effect on it, like it can hack it or do stuff. We didn't know what we're dealing with. And I think that people have been injured. There's unintended, unintended consequences. You know, I didn't need any real, really weird going on in my life. You know, to be honest, I'm quite happy just getting on. I want to live a nice, peaceful life and just enjoy, enjoy it. That's what I'm interested in. Do my job, be good at my job, can have my family do that. I didn't. Even, and to me, when I look back on it, it was that fear element. It was they came to the window. You know, they were pushing themselves forward. You know, they upped the ante to have another one come to the window. And they upped it again to the point where there was loads of them at the window. 
and it only stopped when I lost that fear or got angry or pushed back and started pushing them back and saying no. You know, and, and I'm going to look at you, I'm gonna stare, you're going to stare at me out, I'm going to stare at you. And then they, they pulled back and it stopped, you know, eventually stopped. So to me, that's a negative. You know, they're not coming to me to be happy. They're not coming to show me a fantasy. You know, if they came to me, whatever it was, came to me and wanted to show me something positive and wanted to kind of share something with me, I would have went, be totally wholehearted no matter what it looked like. I would have went, Fine, well, dearest, you're obviously not here to hurt me or be negative. To me, they came and they, you know, they came, I had a negative reaction towards them. They didn't back off and go, he's fear. Maybe they didn't know, maybe that again, if what you're saying about the emotion thing, maybe it's they didn't understand. But it was that up in the ante each time to me that was like, no, they're. The auntie's been upped again, you know, they're pushing it again. And they, when it, the only reason it turned was because I pushed back and I, I was like, no. And that to me just says there's some no, there's some negative about it. There's nothing no good about it.